Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. Touch your neighbor and tell him, say, hey, neighbor, what's up? Just ask him, look him in the eye, say, say, what's going on? Say, where are we going? Where are we headed? How are we getting there? What are we doing? We're going to answer those questions tonight. Because I believe that a large percentage of what I'm responsible to share with you is, is two things. Number one, it's direction and it's, and it's vision. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk in churches in general about vision, but there's little talk about direction. Okay? You can talk about vision, but if you're not implementing steps and strategic strategies to get there, it's not a vision, it's a daydream. Why is vision so important? Proverbs, there'll be no, no notes on the screen tonight. This is, this is straight for you to take some notes. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. There's another translation that says, where there is no vision, thank you, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. That means they just do whatever the world they want to. There's, no, there's nothing restraining them. Everybody say vision. Everybody say direction. It's important that we have both. So tonight I want to talk to you about the church. Yes, the church as a whole, but more specifically, I want to talk about this house. I want to talk about forward church. I want to talk about where we're going, what we're doing, and how we're going to get there. I want to talk to you about God's house and what I believe in my heart or what he wants to do, and that is he wants to fill this house. Everybody say, fill this house. First and foremost, put your hand on your chest. This is, this is a talk back kind of night. You say, fill this house. Because that body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That body is, is, is where he dwells. And I want to make sure that I don't do anything with this temple that offends him or causes him to, to not want to take up residence in this, in this vessel. So first and foremost, I need him to fill this house. But as I look around the room tonight, I believe he wants to fill this house to over capacity. Do you believe that tonight? So it's vision, yes, but it's direction. How are we going to get there? So tonight I want to kick off this little series that just simply says, fill this house. Say that with me. Say, fill this house. Tonight you're going to hear what I believe God wants to do in this house And it's what I'm praying for and what I'm believing God for. Now, if you're new to Forward Church or if you've been here for any length of time, been here a while tonight, I want to shore up any confusion about who we are as a church, where we're going, and how we're going to get there. If you brought your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, verse 1. I'm going to read this from the message translation just because I kind of like the way it it's, it's, it's out there for us. Here we go. Jesus responded by telling still more stories. He said this, God's kingdom, he said, is like a king who threw a wedding banquet for his son. He sent out servants to call all the invited guests, and they wouldn't come. He sent out another round of servants instructing them to tell the guests, look, everything is on the table. The prime rib is ready for carving. Come on, somebody. Come to the feast. They only shrugged their shoulders and went off, one to weed his garden, another to work in his shop. The rest, with nothing better to do, 
beat, listen to this, beat, y'all, y'all can save money on Netflix, just start reading the Bible. I was too harsh. The rest with nothing better to do. Listen, beat up on the messengers. Just the messenger. You ever heard that story, don't shoot the messenger? Beat up on the messengers, check this out, and then kill them. <laughs> Forget shoot the messenger, we're going to take him out. So the king was outraged and sent his soldiers to destroy those thugs and level their, their city. Then he told his servants, we have a wedding banquet all prepared, but no guests. The ones I invited weren't up to it. Go out into the busiest intersections in town and invite anyone. Everybody say anyone. Say that again. Say anyone. Underline that in your Bible as you say it real loudly again. Say anyone. You know what that means in the Greek? Anyone. (laughs) Anyone. Go to the busiest intersections in town. Invite anyone you find to the banquet. The servants went out on the streets and rounded up everyone they laid eyes on. Good. And bad, regardless. Say that word. Say regardless. That's a a word that a lot of religious people, they don't like that word. The good and the bad, regardless. And so the banquet was on. Every place filled. Every place filled. So here we see Jesus talking about the kingdom like a king would be putting on a banquet for his son. Now we know that the son is Jesus and the banquet is the church. So they invited a group of people, but they were all too busy. Ever, ever invited somebody to your house to come over and nobody showed up? You know, though, people say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. And you expect them to show up, and they didn't show up. But what happens? They got what? Better things to do. Now, we'll break it down 2018 style. They, they, didn't, they weren't out there, you know, shining the, 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 the camel's hooves or nothing. But in our day, it would be like they wanted to detail their car or they wanted to lay down some fresh pine straw around the house because guests are coming home for the holidays. You know what I'm talking about? Instead of going to church, I can't go to church because it's opening season for, for, the, for bow season. I didn't think that would go very well. They had better things to do than to come to the party. But here's the deal. This is what he said. What kind of people? He said the good and the bad. Everybody say good. Oh, and the bad. No, y'all missed it. Oh, oh, and, and the bad. And the bad. He said regardless. Remember what we said? Regardless of where they are in life. Good, bad, ugly. Regardless of where they've been. Regardless of what they've done. Regardless of who they're sleeping with. Regardless of who they've slept with. Regardless of where they wind up in life find those people bring them in they are welcome at the party everybody say oh me yeah get everyone you see and fill this house how many remember uh saved by the bell y'all remember saved by the bell saved by the bell y'all remember what zach would do when he would either roll on into school or he'd go into that um the uh the cafe when he when everybody would freeze what he do time out y'all remember that he'd go time out and everybody freeze and he'd just kind of walk around them and you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking about this this afternoon. I was like, so what if we were to able to have that magic timeout, walk over to, to Walmart and, and do timeout? And then we, we were given instructions from heaven that if we would each go to 10 people, tap them on the shoulder, when we untimed them out, those 10 people would come to church. Now, if every church in our city was given permission to do that, walk up to Walmart, timeout, got 10 people, tap them on the shoulder, they're guaranteed, they're coming, they're, they're going to, they're going to come to church. Right? Now, what kind of people would we be choosing? Would we look for the person who looks like they're a big tither? 
Would we look for the person that looks like they ain't got no issues? Would we look for the person that, that, that looks like everything's great, everything's love? Would we look for those people or would we specifically look for the person whose life looks like maybe a little jacked up? Maybe a little broken. Maybe, maybe, they, need, maybe they need Jesus. So, so, so don't answer that, but just ask yourself, what would you do? What, would mo- what do we think most churches would do? Think about it. What would we do? Regardless of what they've done, regardless of where they've been, fill this house. So what I'm, what I'm praying for and what I'm believing for is this right here. I want you to write this down. So if you want to know how can, I, how can I agree on a daily basis, how can I pray and stand in agreement with the pastoral staff at, at my church for the direction, the vision, and the direction, because remember, both go hand in hand. You can't have a vision without strategic steps to get there. It's just a daydream. You've got to have steps to get to what you see. So what is it? We want to fill this house with broken people. Broken people. Now, I know that there are those that when you think church, you think safe church. You think, well, we want a cookie-cutter church where everyone looks the same, they dress the same, they listen to the same music, they know what to do. Everyone believes exactly the same, right? That would be a cookie-cutter church. Instead of worrying about getting a church where everybody's marriage looks great, Facebook and Pinterest approved. We want, a, we want a church where you don't necessarily have to act like us. We just want, because it's not about us, it's about pointing you to Jesus and let's all act like him. Amen? Y'all know, y'all, y'all, y'all know, you got to get right. You got you to live right. You got to go right. I, I've always said this and I'll say it to the day I die. You would... It will never cause you to stop sinning if all I do is put the spotlight on your sin. That's, that's not what's going to change you. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm leading you back to the very thing. But if I, if I point you to Jesus and you truly have an experience with Jesus, again, I got more stock in him than the mess that, that, that you're living in or the mess that I've been caught up in. He's more powerful than my sin. And if I point you to him and I connect you with him and you live out every day of your life trying to walk with him and talk with him and live like him, I promise you, you will change. There's no church trying to beg you to give up sin. Jesus said, I died for your sin and you're locked up in chains. And all you got to do is turn your life over to me and bless God, you'll be free. I'm not a watered-down preacher kind of guy. I'm not saying I'm not going to talk about it, but all I'm going to say is I've got more stock in versus me trying to convince you that sin is bad. i got more stock in Jesus that if I can connect you to him, (laughs) your life will never be the same. Your marriage will never be the same. It's Jesus. I know that's not popular, but I want to I live like Jesus. I want to love like Jesus. I want to present the gospel of Jesus Christ just like he did. I'm going to just go ahead and say it like this. I never saw, I've never seen a time in the Bible where Jesus in a group of people called out somebody. I shared this with somebody this week. Called out somebody in a crowd on their sin. Never saw it. Matter of fact, I know a story with it, and you know it very well, where the religious people brought the prostitute in and said, we've caught her in the act. Y'all know the story. She was there, but the dude wasn't. Y'all heard that. But did you know that Jesus never addressed 
her. I'm good, thank you. He never addressed her in front of the crowd. He didn't. He dealt with the religious people and said, you without sin, oh, I'll give you permission, you cast the stone, but only if you're sinless. And you know the story, they dropped their rocks and split. Then, when it was just him and her, then he talked to her. Then he addressed her. I don't believe Jesus ever. Now, if I'm wrong, somebody show me. But I don't believe Jesus ever publicly humiliated, condemned them. Because that's going to make them run from him. I'm just, I'm trying to, because I didn't want people to think, well, he's trying to water it down. No, 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 no. Sin will send you to hell. Period. Unrepented sin. But my focus is to show people the way, the truth, and the light. And his name is Jesus. And you can't get to God except you come through him. Amen? We want to fill this house with broken people. Broken people. Something that I found out about brokenness is that brokenness is not prejudice. Brokenness shows up in all shapes and sizes. Broken, you, 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 listen, you can be white and be broken. I'm not talking about money broke, okay? You can be black and be broke. You can be Hispanic and be broke. You can be, brokenness will find rich people. Brokenness will find poor people. Brokenness will find married people. It'll find divorced people. It'll find single people. It'll find 15-year-old people. It'll find 75-year-old people. Brokenness is not prejudice. Brokenness finds all kinds of people people matter of fact if we were honest we're all we've all got a little brokenness and i'm not talking about being broken before god i'm talking about life has just shook you up and on the inside there's some things that are still recovering we're still recovering but the truth is there are more broken people than there are fixed people that's why jesus said everyone that's what we just read everyone you lay eyes on bring them in go get them because his assumption was, everyone you see is broke. Broken. The thing that we need to understand about brokenness is this. Broken people are broke. And I'm not talking about, did you check my balance in my checking account? I'm not talking about that kind of broke. I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, 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 bankrupt or they have no currency in certain areas of their life. This is the people that we want. You're saying, well, who we, who we, who, who's to fill up these chairs? People who have no currency in certain areas of their life. They're broke. They're bankrupt in life. They're depleted. Their purpose broke. What's that mean? That means they, they thought, well, well if, I, if I ran over here to this crowd and, and I make myself feel good, maybe I can find my purpose. No, that, not, that didn't work for them. Or if I had this house over here, well, that house, I, I'm tired of that house. I got to have another house. You ever seen people like that? They're just running all over the place trying to find their purpose. I'm going to go to this school. I'm going to go to this college. I'm going to date that person. If I can just get into their office, maybe I can get my way up to find my purpose. And then they're still, they're, they're still not satisfied. Why? Because what you need is Jesus. He'll give you the purpose. You're trying to you're trying to carbon copy everything else you're seeing on Pinterest and Facebook. I know I've been, I've been part of that trap trying to, try, well, if I can just do it like them, then maybe they'll like me more. You will never please people. We fall up short. With Jesus too, with God. But, but, God, but, God, but God, when he sees, when he sees us, he doesn't see us, he sees his son Jesus. So we're looking for people who are purpose broke. People who are joy broke, they have no joy. You know who I'm talking about. They, they, they're walking through Walmart with their head down and not because they don't want to be bothered with, just because they don't have, there's no life in them. The Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
So people who are just de depleted and they have no joy, their joy broke. They're, they're, you know, fake it until you make it, trying to fake joy. I've been that person, trying to fake it and thinking, oh my God, maybe it'll just jump on me if I keep faking it. But then you go home and you're like, I faked it real good. Everybody thinks I'm great, but I'm, I'm destroyed inside. Ever been that person? Go to church on a Sunday, blessed and highly favored, great, glad you're, yeah, family, we're doing great. And then you go home and you find yourself sleeping on the couch. Or you come home for work and you find divorce papers. And then everybody else is shocked. What happened? That's why when we come in here, we got to lay all of our cards on the table and go, you know what, I'm a wreck, you're a wreck, we're all a wreck. But we serve, a, we serve the, one, the, one, the one true God who can put us all back together again. Family broke. Listen, you can have a mom, dad, and 17 siblings surrounded by family but still feel like you don't have a family. That's why the church is so important. That's why, that's why, that's why missing out on community, times of community, is so important. You may not have family out there, but you've got family in here. That's why I don't understand. I know that I'm not, I'm not putting pressure for people who miss a service and you've got work obligations. I, I got all that stuff. But, but people who actually get to a place where they say, I can do this without going to church. You're broke. You're broke. Something's broken on the inside when you honestly think, I can do this without community. I can do this on my own. I'm standing before you telling you, it, it sucks to try to, to maneuver through life on your own, trying to say, I, I can do this. I'm the man. I'm strong. God is with me. He is, but why won't you connect with the other people that are trying to get to him? It's not so much that you need him, but somebody else might need what you carry. That's why on Sunday morning, I almost just, I went home and told Amy, I was like, I, I thought I was just going to bust out crying. That's why I want to be honest and go, there's sometimes I don't feel like leading worship. But there's a demand on the gift. There's a demand on, the, on my purpose to make sure that you get what God, God is using to get through. I'm, I'm just using myself as an example. But what I'm saying is God has placed something in you that only you can do. And there's a demand on that gift inside of you to produce life and to produce a seed. To produce something that someone else needs. Someone else's marriage depends on you saying, hey, you know what? Ours isn't perfect. It's jacked up. But we've surrendered to God. Say, fill this house. Fill this house. You can be sober broke. Sober, sober. You know what that means? Sober broke means you ain't sober. Now, this is not that message of should we drink or should we not? I'm not going there. This is what I want to say. What is that? What that is is you're saying I, I, I'm sober broke. It's because I have no joy, I have no purpose, and I've, I'm full of holes. So all, I, all I'm doing is I'm trying to put in me a substance that's going to cause me to forget about what's real reality make me forget about reality but the but the but the sad truth is when you come to reality's still there you didn't change a thing all you did was step out of it for a few minutes it's sober broke peace broke spend your whole life anxious anybody anxious in here fearful people who are afraid people who are always looking for, for, for the shoe to drop. You know what I'm talking about? Taryn calls the other night. She had me on FaceTime. She had a little rash on her arm. Oh my gosh, where's my mom? I'm like, baby, she's, she's in a meeting at the school. But, but, but look, do I need to go to ER? I'm like, baby, you did, I said, is that the only place on your body? Yes, sir. I was like, then you got into something. 
She's like, but I, I don't know. I was like, call Sarah Hire. She's a nurse. I can't tell you. <laughs> just anxious. Just, oh my gosh, what's, what's happening? Listen, Philippians 4, 6 says this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Say everything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, not with a bad attitude, with thanksgiving, make your requests and petitions known to God. Don't be anxious. See, there's two things happening. Number one is we're revealing who's supposed to come in and fill the rest of these seats. But number two is we're dealing with the brokenness on each side of each one of us. See, I was showing you who, who else is coming, but I'm hoping that you're getting and you're saying, but I'm already here. I'm already here. Have you ever been there? No purpose. Running after purpose. Trying to duplicate someone else's purpose. Family broke. Sober broke. Peace broke. Just broke. Listen. When you break brokenness down. Brokenness can happen to a family that's been married for 25 years. It's not selective. You can be a business owner, successful, and still broke. You can come to a church service every week. You can lead worship. You can be a pastor. You can, you can serve at guest services. You can hand out uh, 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 tea in the cafe and still be broke. You can have a smile on your face but still be busted up on the inside. You don't have to be at a low place to be broke. You can be a leader and be broke. I'm going to stop right there. We'll pick it up in two weeks. Next week is night of worship. If you're here tonight and you say, there's pieces of me that are broke broken not completely whole not going to ask you what it is just want you to stand if you say there, there, there are portions of me that are broke I was thinking about this this afternoon remember the story Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall Humpty Dumpty had a great fall I was really sad today when I looked googled and found out Humpty Dumpty wasn't an egg it was a cannon on top of a castle that fell hurt my childhood heart Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall Humpty Dumpty had a great fall all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again you know why that is? because only the king only the king and tonight the king is here the king is among us and he wants to mend your broken heart he wants to mend that portion that is broken tonight so I, I invite you to stand right now I'm not going to drag this out I'm done in less than five minutes we want God to fill this house with broken people so that we can have moments like this 
Because what I'm believing is there's going to be people, every chair is going to be full. And the people are going to be crying under the, the presence of God. Because they feel something they've never felt before. They've, they feel a love that's so tangible they've never felt that before. They're in a marriage and haven't felt a love like this before. Nobody can love you like Jesus. Nobody can do you like Jesus. How many want him to make you whole tonight? I'm inviting you now to give that space, that portion to him in these moments. More than a feeling. I, I don't want you to have a feeling. I want you to have an experience where you know. I, I just, I, I believe that even now, those moments, whether it's, a, whether it's your heart, whether it's a broken heart, I, I don't know. But whatever it is, I'm believing that his healing hand is coming in right now and just you're feeling a warmth. It's, I'm not trying to be super spiritual spooky. I'm just saying that he is touching that spot for who, not everybody's feeling it because everybody needs to release it. Whatever it is, release that. He's the mender of broken hearts. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just begin to say this. Those that are standing, those that are seated. Make me whole, Father. Make me whole. Come on, just tell them. Say, make me whole. Heal me. Take the broken pieces of a shattered life that I've destroyed and make me whole again so that people will see your glory on my face so that I can be used as a vessel to transfer change I don't know who this is for, but the Bible, there's a verse that says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things, I don't know what things you've got on your mind or on your plate, but all of these things, they'll be given, will be added. He's working all things out for your good, according to to the word of God and the purpose of your life. Father, I thank you that you're sending broken people into a safe space. Father, it's a safe space. Father, change our minds of how we think that church should be and ministry should be. God, may, may, we, may, be, may we just be flexible to, to be like you to create a safe space for people to come in and go man I've blown it so big and right now I don't need you to look at me and point fingers at me I just need you to I just need you to reach down and hug me I need you to help pick me up Look at me. That's the kind of church we're going to be. A place that's safe. 
where sick people can come. Physically, yes, but I'm talking about broke, broken, sick. Can you imagine going into a hospital? And I'm done. Can you imagine going into a hospital, bleeding, bleeding out, struggling, just crawling in, reaching out for a doctor to help you and nobody helps? He goes, oh, I know I look like a doctor, but I don't really do anything. Did you know that's how the picture of most churches are? I know I look like it, but I, I can't really do anything for you. Oh, it's my lunch break. I'm sorry. I, I was just headed to the, to the hospital cafe. I, I'll, I'll try to find somebody for you. I've been that. I've been that. I've been that pastor. I've been that worship. I've been that leader that said, I'll, I'll, I'll get you in contact with somebody. I had to repent. Oh, you need me? You need my time? Let's talk. What you need? That's what, that's what we're here for. We could go out right now and count how many cars go by that street. You know what that tells me? Our streets are loaded. You go to Walmart right now, those aisles are loaded with people. You know what that tells me? There's broke people, broken people in our city that don't need to be condemned. They need to be loved. They don't need to be judged. They need to be hugged and lifted up and told that their best days are still ahead, told that God has a purpose for their life instead of trying to run and look for everything else. And that's what God's calling us to do. Do you believe it tonight? Come on, do you believe it tonight? Say, I believe. I believe. I believe. Father, I thank you for this night. I thank you for your word, God. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.